big finish for the love of stories. Not as well as you, Killian. You, you don't seem to have aged a day. Well, it wouldn't exactly inspire confidence if the director of a health clinic looked unwell, would it? <laughs> so, what do we do now? Uh, kiss each other on the cheek? <laughs> no, uh, no, not in Sweden. Uh, can I get you anything? Uh, coffee? Tea? Coffee, please. Any particular type? Uh, Kenyan? Colombian? Oh, I don't mind. Just don't put any milk in it or I'll be forced to kill you. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> what, what was it you would say back when we were students? Hmm? As black as possible? <laughs> well, you've certainly come up in the world since then. Your office is nicer than my house. Uh, we're rather isolated, so appreciate our creature comforts. Yes, I noticed that as we passed over the third glacier. Don't you have roads here? No, no. Anything we require, we can have flown in. Food, coffee, professors. <laughs> you need me? Back at Sheffield, I remember you showing an interest in my research. Something to do with mapping the human genome, wasn't it? Well, I've made considerable progress over the past 20 years. Considerable progress. Oh, are you going to tell me what it is? Hmm. Better, I, I think, to show you. What exactly is it you do here at the Emit Institute? You don't know? I wouldn't ask if I knew. I never even heard of the place before I got your invitation. Excellent. That's how we like it. I don't understand. We provide a very exclusive service and guarantee our clients complete confidentiality on condition that they guarantee ours. If you could just wait here, I need to check everything's prepared. Give you a chance to finish your coffee. Thanks. 
sorry. Can you excuse me? I... Mel, what are you doing here? I... You mean you don't know? No. No, of course I don't. Oh, dear. That means you haven't called Hebe yet. What? What are you talking about? And now if you don't, it'll cause a paradox. Um, Patricia, in a few minutes, you will see something that will make you want to contact the doctor. So it's very important that you do. You still have Hebe's number on your phone. I think so, but see what? Well? Professor, we're all set. Uh, sorry, am I interrupting something, Miss... Bush. Melanie Bush. I was just asking if there was somewhere I could put this. I, I don't want to be walking around holding an empty cup. It's no problem. I was going to the kitchen anyway. Uh, thank you, Miss... Uh... Bush. Analyst. Computer department. Yes, of course. Uh, Professor, if you'd like to come with me. Two weeks I've been here, and he still can't remember my name. What is it? A, a private zoo? I'm an anthropologist, not a... I... Don't believe it. What are they? What do you think they are, Professor? Neanderthals. A whole family group of Neanderthals. Yes. The only life specimens in captivity, or anywhere else for that matter, for over 40,000 years. Then where on earth did they come from? I isolated their DNA, and then cloned them, using chimpanzees as surrogates. A remarkable achievement, wouldn't you agree? Remarkable? Yes. That's one word for it. So, how do you know her? What? The woman you were speaking to in the corridor just now. I couldn't help noticing. Oh, uh, really? What can I say? As head of data security, it's my job to keep an eye on you. Ooh, sorry. That came out a bit more sinister than intended. Can we start again? <laughs> uh, she was, uh, is, a lecturer at the university where I did my postgraduate degree. Oh, it's a small world. Mm. Well, now that I've answered your question, Tarek, perhaps you can answer one of mine. Shoot. I've been here for two weeks, and I still don't know what service this clinic actually provides. Believe me, you're better off not knowing. I can't help being curious. Yeah, well, you might want to try. Because curious people don't tend to last very long around here. I thought you'd be impressed. And interested in the possibilities for scientific research. Oh, uh, yes. The chance to study real-life Neanderthals would be a dream for any anthropologist. And that is what I am offering you. What? It's a chance to make your dream come true as part of my team. Oh, excuse me. Yes? Uh, all right, I'll be right over. 
What is it? Some more VIPs have just arrived. And as director, I have to greet them in person. If you'll excuse me. Oh, not at all. Um, could I possibly use your facilities? Of course, yes. It's uh, just down there, on the left. Come and find me in reception when you're done. Institute and there's something really strange going on. What sort of thing? Sorry, sorry, somebody's come in. Just tell the doctor. Get here as soon as possible. And relax. What, what, what are you doing here? Well, you did say to get here as soon as possible. So, exactly how did you hear about the Institute, Dr. Smith? We don't tend to advertise our services. Ah, I noticed. Your booking website doesn't give much away. And I'm afraid I can't tell you how I heard about you without betraying a confidence. But don't worry, your secret is safe with me. Or will be, once I know what it is. Yeah. Well, I won't keep you in suspense much longer. Just waiting for... Ah. Oh, Mr. Holm, may I introduce my personal assistant, Miss... Bond. Jane Bond. Bond. Yes. How amusing. Ah! And this is Professor McBride, who we very much hope will be joining our research team. You may have heard of me. No, doesn't ring a bell. Look, this is all very pleasant, but I've had to take time out of a very busy schedule to fly here. Of course, if you and your assistant would join me in the auditorium, I've prepared a short presentation. Ah. You don't mind if I... No, 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 Professor, please sit in too. If you're to join us, you should know exactly what it is we do. deoxyribonucleic strands to undo the mitochondrial and nuclear damage. Or, to put it simply, we can turn back the clock and make you ten years younger. Fascinating talk. Absolutely fascinating. So, can I presume you are interested in receiving the therapy? Interested? <laughs> what you're offering is almost too good to be true. <laughs> almost. <laughs> then, if you'll excuse me a moment, I'll fetch the necessary paperwork. Oh, poppycock. Absolutely. Poppycock, 
flim-flam and flapdoodle. Hello to you too. What are you talking about? Well, that whole presentation was a load of pseudo-scientific garbage. Nothing but a stream of meaningless techno-babble. I thought it sounded quite convincing. Well, that's the whole point. It's supposed to sound plausible, but it just wouldn't work. So, they can't make people younger then? No, I never said that. Funding this operation must cost a great deal of money, which suggests a steady stream of satisfied customers. But surely if they have been making people ten years younger, people would notice. Would you notice if someone went away to a health spa and came back looking younger? You'd just assume it was a skin treatment. Exactly. The vanity of misspent wealth. Nobody would raise an eyebrow, if they still could raise an eyebrow. So, you've never considered having any work done, Doctor? Me? <laughs> Change my appearance. <laughs> Over my dead body. Oh, Mel says to meet her at the south elevator at nine o'clock. Yeah, I was going to ask, how come she's already here, and how come you arrived before I'd even called you? Uh, now that, my dear Professor, is a very good question. Which I've come to discover you have a genius for sidestepping. Why exactly did you call Hebe and tell her to tell me to come here? Because of what Holmes working on. He... Already. Dr. Smith, if you could complete these forms, we'll begin your gene therapy tomorrow morning. Ah. There is also the small matter of payment. Aha. We ask our clients to make a, a money transfer in advance of the procedure, as the fee is considerable. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yes, I see what you mean. Ah, but small change, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Miss Bond, see to this. Yeah. Of course, sir. I'll get onto the Zurich office right away. Ah, excellent. Perhaps you would care to join me for dinner later. We have our own five-star restaurant. No, 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 that's quite all right. I think I'll have an early night. Big day tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I had a pet lunch on the way over, so I'm... I understand. One of my staff will show you to your suite. Oh, what about you, Patricia? It would give us a chance to catch up on the less formal basis. I'd be delighted. Excellent. Shall we say, nine o'clock? South elevator. This is it. Doctor, he be. Over here. Mel, so, what have you found out? Not much. They keep their cards very close to their chest around here. All I know is that this is a sort of private health farm charging clients the earth for an exclusive treatment. Yes, we know what that is. They're making them younger. And using the proceeds to pay for some sort of secret research project on the lower level. Only certain personnel are allowed down there. That must be what Patricia was talking about. Yes. Sounds worth a visit. Which is why, when I heard you'd arrived, I stole this. Hmm? A pass card? Mm hmm Tarek Gamal, head of data security. 
He's busy debugging the account server, trying to find a small coding error I introduced. <laughs> it should take him a couple of hours, which gives us a couple of hours. I'll say one thing. At least this place has lifts, obviously. I expect half their guests are in wheelchairs. Yeah. Ah. Gene therapy. Interesting. <laughs> it looks like an operating theater. Are you sure they don't just use surgery? No. I think they use this. It's a stupid question, but I'll ask it anyway. What is it? Well, if I'm not very much mistaken, it's a time machine. Oh. Um, there's one thing I still don't understand, though. Why set up the Institute here? Why not? There's a lovely view. When it's not cloudy. <laughs> exactly. But can't be to avoid tax, not in Sweden. But I know you, Killian, and you never do anything without a reason. I'm sorry, you must excuse me. What is it? A small matter of internal security. That is a time machine, like the TARDIS. No, not a machine that travels in time. A machine that causes time to travel in reverse. Oh, so that's how they make people younger. <laughs> they really do turn back the clock. It's the name of the Institute. Oh. Emit. <clears throat> time in reverse. <laughs> ah, you found us. And you've found my little invention. Please, move away from it now, Doctor. Or I will be forced to tell Tarek to kill you. Ah, so you're Tarek. I've heard so much about you. Ah. Please do as Mr. Holmes says. You wouldn't be the first person I have disposed of. Tarek? You mean you knew? That you were a spy? I had my suspicions. Which have unfortunately been worn out. That's why I let you borrow my pass to see what you would do, and if you had any accomplices. Doctor, this is my final warning. Move away from the reversion machine, or I will order Tarek to shoot. The one in the wheelchair. What? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's just that to build a time machine is an awe-inspiring achievement. The work of a true genius. Oh, thank you. Your appreciation is noted. And how does it work, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> what? Surely you're not going to pass up the chance to tell us how clever you've been. If you insist. The reversion machine builds on the research of Whitaker and Kerensky. Essentially, it generates a stream of temporal radiation which can be directed onto the patient. 
Like radiotherapy? In its application, yes. The radiation has the effect of rewinding time in a certain spot. By a specific amount. But if you can do that, what's to stop you making someone live forever? Ah, there's one organ which can't be rewound, isn't there? Hmm? Yes, Doctor. <laughs> the human brain. Yeah. While this machine could be used to undo the effects of aging and disease on the subject's brain, well, it would also return the contents of the brain to an earlier state. Like doing a system restore on a computer. All their memories from after that point would be lost. So how far can you rewind time? Is there a limit? Not that I've found. But I choose to limit the amount of time reversal available to my patients. Because if a whole load of film stars started getting 20 or 30 years younger, people might notice. Rather like cosmetic surgery. Better to have a little bit of work done every now and then than a lot all at once. I am genuinely flabbergasted. Oh, thank you, Doctor. That such an awesome scientific achievement should be squandered on such a trivial, narcissistic indulgence. Derek, please, take our guests to their suite and lock them in. Sir? They're to be kept prisoner until it is time for their disposal. Hmm. I'm afraid, as the saying goes, they have all seen and heard too much. Doctor, do you have to pace up and down like that? Ambulation aids cogitation. <sighs> What's left to work out? He has a time machine. I mean, it's incredible and everything, but mystery solved. Incredible, exactly. The mastery of temporal mechanics should be far beyond the reach of human science. Do you think he had help from aliens? Well, he wouldn't be the first, but if so, who? And why? Well, right now, I'm more concerned with the question of how we're going to get out of this room. Mm. Oh, that's easy. I've solved that one. You have? Yeah, I sent a text. What? Well, don't just stand there. Come on. Oh. 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 How did you get the key? I told the night porter mine didn't work and gave him your room number, so he gave me a replacement. Mm. You can be pretty devious when you put your mind to it. I'm sure it's nothing compared to what you three get up to, dealing with alien invaders every week. Oh, quite every week, Patricia. Really? In the three months since the mindless business, you three have been off on your travels more often than not. Which is highly frustrating, because whenever I get close to learning anything useful from you, Doctor, you run off again. By the way, where are, where are we going? The maintenance storeroom. The maintenance storeroom? Don't turn the light on. There's a camera above the door. Uh, that's your great plan, to hide in here in the dark. We should leave while we still have the chance. Leave? Just when it's getting interesting. Ah, there it is. Wait out here, I won't be a moment. What? What is that? A police box? It's rather more than just a police box. Whatever a police box actually is. 
Told it wouldn't take long. <clears throat> oh, dear. What is it? A large amount of ambient temporal distortion. And that's bad? <laughs> Disastrous. If it increases much further, goodbye planet Earth. That irresponsible dilettante could pulverise the planet with his little gadget. I'm sorry, what little gadget? Your friend has a working time machine. Oh, oh, a time machine. You don't sound entirely surprised. I'm not. It would explain where he got the Neanderthals from. Neanderthals? He's got this whole sort of laboratory-cum-zoo in the basement. Oh, fascinating. But shutting down the reversion machine is our top priority. While the rest of us stand around like lemons? Hmm? Well, I could take Mel and Hebe to the laboratory. Oh, yes. Count me in. And count me out. I'll keep the doctor company. Doctor, what exactly are you doing with that security camera? Oh, just a spot of rewiring. <laughs> what have you done? Knocked out all the surveillance systems and electronic locks. Should take them a while to get them working again. Let's not waste any time. Patricia, lead on. Be careful. Hebe, keep an eye on the door. And if I see anyone coming, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Ask them nicely not to shoot us. Well, it doesn't hurt to ask. Just open this up. Oh, see how it ticks. Ah. Oh. Of course, I was right, and yet completely and utterly wrong. Thanks. Well, now we've got that established. This isn't a proper time machine. What? Well, it's just a, a siphon, gathering temporal energy from its surroundings and focusing it. Like a lightning conductor? For want of a better analogy, suffice it to say, such a device is well within the means of human endeavour. But hang on. If this thing isn't causing the temporal gubbins, what is causing it? That is the question. Because the source isn't in here. It's about ten metres below our feet. Come on. Where are we going? Oh, where do you think? The elevator. They're Neanderthals. Oh, yes. The sloping forehead, the short limbs. They're unmistakable. Something spooked them. Yes, someone's coming. And the only way out is the way we came in. Oh, fantastic. We've walked into a trap. Patricia. Tara thought we might find someone in here. But what a pity it's you. Killian, I can explain. I'm very glad to hear it. Please, don't try anything, or Tarek will shoot one of you. Any particular preference? Hmm, the redhead. I forget her name. Melanie Bush. Well, it's hardly worth me remembering it now. But Patricia... I can't tell you how disappointed I am. You haven't exactly been straight with me, either. What are you trying to do? To test a theory. 
You're aware that modern humans are the result of interbreeding between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens? According to the genetic record, yes. With my reversion machine, I can roll back the human genome back through the centuries to a point where it was pure. That's eugenic nonsense. There never was such a point. Tell him, Patricia. She's right. Your theory is based on a false premise. Natural selection means that the perfected human form lies in the future, not in recreating the past. But this is not a mere theory, Patricia. I have proof. Behold, the culmination of my life's work, the original perfect Homo sapiens. <laughs> The Institute was built on top of a cave. Still undergoing archaeological excavation, by the look of it. Yeah. Yeah, but a few ropes and flags won't keep us out. Uh -huh. What are they excavating anyway? A load of old bits of broken metal. Oh. Those old bits of broken metal are not of Earth origin. What? They're the remains of a crashed spaceship. What I have done here, I can do to the human race. I can roll back the genes of any subject to remove any flaws or mutations. I offer the gift of genetic purity. At price, of course. I'm not sure whether you're insane or... Oh. No, you're insane. There are many states and business corporations that would pay a great deal for my discovery. So, who is paying you? Nobody's paying us. We're not spies or saboteurs. <laughs> so you say. But I'm a scientist. I like to test my subjects under laboratory conditions. Derek, take him to the therapy suite. So this spaceship was a time machine? Mm, not sure. Possibly, possibly not. The point is, it's generating a temporal repair field. Oh, right. Yeah. So what's one of them? A scientific parlor trick employed on some of the worlds of the sixth galaxy. To put it simply, Whenever one of their components got damaged or worn out, they would just reverse time to a point when it was in full working order. Like our friend Mr. Holm. Oh, that's why he built his clinic here. Yes. And this spaceship is trying to repair itself the same way. Pulling itself back together piece by piece. Oh! Ah. Yeah. I see what you mean. That piece nearly hit me. Yes. And that's the danger with time reversal. 
once it's got started, you don't want to get in its way. Which is very bad news for everyone upstairs. Ah. Uh, uh. Doctor, over here! What is it? I think I've just found the pilot. What exactly are you proposing to do? It's quite simple. Either you tell me the name of your employer, or your friend will be subjected to the reversal machine. Was I made younger? He's going to wipe my brain! No, no, nothing so benevolent. The machine can make people younger. Or older. A lot older. What? No, you don't! Don't struggle! I don't want to cause you any unnecessary distress. But you've got a funny way of showing it. I thought we were friends. So did I. Why do you think I warned you to keep your nose out? You finished securing her? Yes, sir. Here, have your gun back. Keep it trained on the professor. Yes, Mr. Holm. Excellent. Then, unless the professor has anything she wishes to say, we can begin. of a skeleton. A few minutes ago it was just dust, but now... The bones must have reconstituted due to the time reversal. And there's flesh now, too. Yeah. Oh, rotting flesh, but pulling itself onto the bones. It's undecomposing. The process of natural decay in reverse. Yes. Whatever this is, it's being brought back to life. Please, Killian, you don't have to do this. Stop! David! Then you tell me who you're working for! We've already told you! We're not working for anybody! Have it your way! You tell me what I want to know, or you can watch your friend age to death before your eyes. Please, Killian, you don't have to do this. Stop! David! 
Then you tell me who you're working for. We've already told you. We're not working for anybody. Have it your way. You tell me what I want to know, or you can watch your friend age to death before your eyes. Small problem. Sabotage. Someone has interfered with the reversion machine. Are you sure? Maybe it just blew a fuse. I built this. I know every circuit, every transistor. Your friend, Dr. Smith. Where is he? If I knew, I wouldn't tell you. Besides, I know who really sabotaged your machine. Oh? Uh, who might that be? <laughs> your head of data security, Tarek Gamal. What? He's been working for us all along. Uh, sir, I have no time. Thank you for the diversion, uh, Mel. Don't mention it. Now, Tarek. Uh, it's been a while since I went clay pigeon shooting, but I can't miss hitting some part of your anatomy at this range. Release, Mel! You will do no such thing. Or I'll shoot your boss. Tarek, do as she says. Yes, Mr. Horn. For the good it will do. The Institute is on security alert. They won't be able to leave. Who said anything about leaving? We're just getting started. All right, Tarek. Stand over by the wall. Now, you two, Killian, move away from the machine. Why? So you can steal it? For your employers? No, so I can put it out of action. Permanently. Patricia! I'm impressed. You're a pretty good shot. <sighs> Pity. Instead of using it to turn back the clock, we could have used it to make a better future. But the doctor said it had to be shut down, so... Speaking of which, where is he? Doctor? Mm. Yes, what is it? Our alien friend, he's now got skin. Well, scales. And bits of its spacesuit keep stitching themselves back together. Oh, yes. And now I know what it is. I never thought I would see one in the flesh. What do you mean? That, Hebe Harrison, is a Soloch. One of the most cruel and callous species the universe has ever known. They developed a rudimentary form of time travel and enslaved half the sixth galaxy before wiping themselves out of existence with a grandfather paradox. So what's this one doing here? It must have escaped the cataclysm. The last survivor of a species that history forgot. It survived just long enough to get itself killed when its spaceship crashed on Earth. Ugh, unlucky. It's dead now, but it won't be for long. And when it does come back to life, that's when our troubles will really begin. When it comes back to life? No, if it comes back to life, there must be something you can do to stop it. I'm afraid not. The amount of temporal distortion is increasing exponentially. 
this spaceship is going to reconstruct itself and its pilot, no matter what. <laughs> Sounds like the security systems are back online. So what are you gonna do now? Hold us hostage? That's one option. Mel, the door's closing. Let's get out of here. Right behind you. They don't just stand there, Tarek. Get after them. Uh, I can't. The building's gone into emergency lockdown. This door can only be opened from outside. This is Gamal to all security personnel. Get down to the therapy suite and get us out. Uh, it's almost completely reconstituted, which is hardly an improvement. So do we really want to be here when he wakes up? Uh, a very good point. The better part of valor is discretion. Security alert. There are unauthorized intruders in the institute. Unauthorized intruders? What an absurd tautology. How many authorized intruders do they have? Two unauthorized intruders detected in the archaeological site. Never mind that, they know we're here. So let's make ourselves scarce. Where exactly are we going? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. So long as we don't get Don't move, or we shoot. I expect you'd like us to put our hands up as well. You realize I am an old friend of your boss, Mr. Holm. Yes, and he's given orders to have you brought to him. It's always nice to be wanted. Patricia! Watch out! <laughs> what has happened? I have no idea. Let's just be thankful we weren't crushed, too. What is that, Ivan? I don't know. It's like it's some kind of framework. Oh, oh. That must be another part. Whatever it is, we don't want to be on top of the next bit that comes up. Come on! What's happening? I'm not sure, sir. The guards are reporting metal struts rising up through the floor. We've already lost one unit. Rising up through the floor? As far as we can tell, sir. Another one's just come up through the biolab. The doctor must have done something. This is his work. At last. Come on. Where are we going, sir? The security control room. We'll be able to monitor the situation from there. I don't think the heliport might be a better idea. I have spent 20 years building this place up from nothing. I'm not leaving it now. Doctor, Hebe. Ah, I was hoping we'd run into you. What the dickens is going on? There's a crushed spaceship downstairs that's reversing time to put itself back together along with its pilot, which is a sort of evil alien armadillo. Such a clipboard, Hebe. What about you two? Patricia was right. Holmes got a laboratory full of Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. All part of a mad scheme to use his time machine to create the perfect human. Oh. Well, it looks like he suffered a bit of a setback. 
Yes, we have less than 20 minutes before the whole area is obliterated. So let's not stand round nattering. Well, what do you suggest we do? Evacuate everyone in the building into the TARDIS. Uh, there's a public address system in the security control room. I can use that. Good. I'll go with her. Excellent. Well, I'll take another look at the reversion machine. I have a feeling it may be the answer to all our problems. You mean the machine in the therapy room? Yes, that machine. I wasn't aware there was any other. Ah, small problem. I may have destroyed it. Destroyed it? Yes. What precisely did you do? She shot at it, and it blew up. It's not my fault. <sighs> you said it should be shut down. Well, let's hope it's not entirely beyond repair. Mel Hebe, once you put out the order to evacuate, head back to the TARDIS. Right, see you there. Right. What about me? You, Trisha, are coming with me. You broke the reversion machine. You can help fix it. at all. Because we're directly above the epicenter of the spaceship. I imagine this is where the control room was. <laughs> Will be. The spaceship is the source of the temporal distortion. Harnessed by your friend Holm for his reversion machine. You did quite a thorough job. He's not my friend, not anymore. N not that we ever were. Really, his work interested me, that's all. Patricia, your personal life is of almost transcendent irrelevance. What matters is getting this thing working again. Can you do it? I won't know until I've tried. Here, hold this. And this. And this. And put that gun down. You've done enough damage. beyond repair. And then what? Go on, mm -hmm. astound me with science. Pretend this is one of our campus walks. <sighs> this machine is designed to absorb ambient temporal radiation. 
If I could make it absorb all the temporal radiation and feed it back... Yes? Well, the temporal reversal will be reversed. We just have to hope I can get this to work before our friend downstairs is restored to life. and guests. This is an emergency announcement. Everybody is to evacuate to the maintenance storeroom in the guest area. You will be given further instructions when you get there. I repeat... I think we've heard quite enough, thank you. Tarek, if you could... I'm getting a little tired of being held at gunpoint. You know what's going on, don't you? I have some idea. And I think Mr. Holm does too. He is, after all, the one who decided to build this place on top of an alien spaceship. <laughs> You're joking. Tell me she's joking, Mr. Holm. This is all the doctor's work. And she's part of it. Uh -huh. uh, sir, the monitor, the therapy suite. Shut doctor! Sir! That's why you're here. To create a diversion. No. I'm trying to save the lives of your guests and staff. By sending them to a maintenance storeroom? How will they be safe there? It would take too long to explain. You just have to trust me. You really can save us from whatever this is? Yes. If you let me order an evacuation. No. You will order the doctor to reverse his sabotage. It's over, Holm. Your little experiment, creating your own pet homo sapiens. They've escaped and started killing your staff. Uh, she's telling the truth, sir. I can see them on the monitor. It turns out Neanderthals were the superior species. Homo sapiens only survived because the two species mixed. They weren't the savages. We were. They were the ones who civilized us. You will order the doctor to reverse his sabotage. No, I, I will order Tarek to kill you. <laughs> Tarek? No, sir. It sounds to me like Mel knows what she's talking about. I think we should order an evacuation. Evacuation? Girl, have you killed for this, Tarek? <sighs> Tarek? It's not very clever to threaten the guy pointing a gun at your head, sir. If I was in your shoes, I'd start running. Thank you, Tarek. I don't want your gratitude. Just get me out of this alive. That's it, mind the step. Plenty of room for everyone. Once you're in, go across the room and into the corridor through the door opposite. And whatever you do, don't touch any of the switches on that hexagonal thing. 
This is an emergency announcement. All staff and guests. Everybody is to evacuate to the maintenance storeroom in the guest area. You will be given further instructions when you get there. Oh, and no photos! Our bones will be confiscated. All done? Only one way to find out. I'd stand back if I were you. Is this far enough? And cover your eyes and make a wish. <gasps> Dr. Smith, you've really reversed your sabotage. Or I will tighten my grip on the professor's neck. Sabotage? What to this machine, you mean? Yes! Well, you're in luck, because I've just finished repairing it. Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> this is some trick. The only way to check is to switch it on. There! Goodness! What have you done? It's working, creating a temporal counterwave. Behind you! You think I'm going to fall for such an obvious? Oh, my... What is that? Patricia, quick, over here! What is this thing? Doctor! The last of the Soloch, a violent, sadistic species that should have been wiped from the pages of history. Right now, it's wondering why we're standing in what it thinks is its spaceship control room. And I'm sorry. Sorry? Sorry for what? Because I'm not going to be able to save you. Side effects of the temporal reversal, I think. It's out of phase, moving backwards through time. Oh, that makes absolutely no sense. Look, let's save the discussion on temporal physics for a future campus walk. I get the impression it's not very pleased to see us. Patricia, when I say run, run. What about you? I'll be right behind you. I just have to make sure it comes after me and leaves the machine alone. What? You're going to act as fate? Hopefully, its homicidal instincts will overrule its curiosity. Now run! Ah! Oh, good, 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 good. That's right. Yep, it's me you want, isn't it? I'm clearly the biggest threat around here. I mean, look at me. I am a Time Lord. All might amathai. Oh, you understood that, didn't you? I oh, would love to chat further, but oh, things to do, places to go. Must
what's happening to them? If I had to guess, I'd say they were regressing back to being baby apes. Until there's nothing left. Something to do with the time distortion. Well, you'd have to ask the doctor. He's the expert. Uh, watch out! <sighs> Are you alright? Just about. This whole place is falling to bits. It's more spaceship than building. It's not just the framework. There's a bit of hull and... I think those are the engines. Let's not hang about to take notes. What's that? I don't know. And I don't particularly want to find out. Come on! Patricia! Don't just stand there, Brown! I was waiting for you! Well, don't! I have a sonoff in hot pursuit! And that noise! What's that? A time storm is gathering, and we don't want to be in the middle of it when it breaks! In here? Are you sure? Everybody else has gone in. Pop your head inside, you'll see it's legit. Right. Let's hope our designated driver arrives soon. Mel! And you've brought a plus one. It's all right, he... he helped me. Have you got everyone? We're just waiting on the doctor and Pat. I think we've got everyone else, guests and staff. What do you mean? Where are they? Inside the TARDIS. The what? Follow me, I'm going in. Check that nobody's touching anything he shouldn't. You should go in too, Tarek. Wait. Your friends are here. Thank goodness. Doctor. Inside the TARDIS, all of you. There's a very angry soloff on my tail. It's all right. I'll deal with it. You think bullets would be of any use against an armor-plated alien? Just get in your box. Oh, he's caught in a time, Eddie. Stay here. I might be able to pull him out. What's he doing? Swimming through treacle by the look of it.
What just happened? Doctor? All the temporal radiation released by the reversion machine caused time to fold back on itself. Back to the point where the spaceship first exploded. So now it's exploded again? Uh-huh. Destroying everything within a five-mile radius, including its unfortunate pilot. You could say it's been sent back to square one. So it will start trying to rebuild itself again? No. It only had enough residual temporal energy for one attempt. It's gone for good. What are you talking about? Who are you? You don't remember us. Remember you? Of course. I thought you were looking a little younger. You've been rewound two years. What? What do you mean, rewound? Back to a point before you started working at the Emit Institute. Where? What's the Emit Institute? Do you know what, Tarek? I think this might be one of those occasions where an explanation would only serve to confuse matters further. As you can see, fits in rather well with the decor, don't you think? Hmm. Nobody's going to think there's anything odd about a blue box with a sign saying police box in English on a street in Stockholm. Hmm. Maybe they're all far too polite to ask? Oh, that reminds me. I need to know about Killian's research. Oh, all lost in the explosion without trace. But he built a working time machine. Which only worked because it was being operated on the site of a crashed spaceship. All he had discovered was a scientific cul-de-sac, a dead end. But what he was trying to do wasn't wrong, was it? I mean, he had it all backwards and his ethics left a lot to be desired. But trying to make people better, that can't be a bad thing, can it? Um, of course not. After all, why do you think I'm called the Doctor? Hmm? Yeah. Because as far as the human race is concerned, there's certainly plenty of room for improvement. Well, that's one point of view. But as I have told you on a number of occasions, Patricia, personally, I like you as you are. Ah, Hebe, Mel, how did you get on? All done. Since the Emit Institute collapsed, leaving behind massive debts, Nobody is very keen to be associated with it. Uh -huh. As far as the staff are concerned, they never worked there. As far as the guests are concerned, they never went there and did not lose any of their business's money. And with regard to their sojourn in the TARDIS? They all seem to have forgotten about it. <sighs> Short-term memory loss. A harmless side effect of prolonged exposure to ambient temporal distortion. But I wasn't in the Institute long enough to be affected. Ah, no. But I hope my secret is safe with you. <laughs> what would be the point of telling anyone? They'd never believe me. Travelling around in a magical police box. <laughs> Speaking of which, next stop, Sheffield. Do you fancy a lift, Pat? A lift? Well, it would be quicker and cheaper than getting a flight. Well, we can get you there in the winking of an eye. Or even two weeks before I left. Yes, so, but... It's not just a spaceship disguised as a police box. <laughs> it's a time machine as well, isn't it? A proper travelling through time.
time machine. You worked it out. How else could Mel arrive at the Institute before me? And how else could you and Hebe arrive before I called you? Yeah. Good point. That's why it's called the TARDIS. The T stands for time. Time and relative dimension in space. So, Doctor, Hebe, Mel, I'll accept your offer of a lift on one condition. Yes? You're not just going to take me back to Sheffield. If I'm going to take a trip in a time machine, I want to travel in time. Oh. Well, in that case, past or future? Future? Show me the shape of things to come. listening to the sixth doctor adventures purity undreamed reverse engineering by jonathan morris the doctor was played by colin baker mel bush bonnie langford hebe harrison ruth madeley patricia mcbride imogen stubbs killian holm stephen riddle Tarek gamal homer toddy waller all other parts were played by members of the cast Sound design and music was by Andy Hardwick. Script editor, Robert Valentine. Assistant producer, Dominic G. Martin. Producer, Jacqueline Rayner. Director, Helen Goldwyn. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery. I'm Jonathan Morris, and I wrote Doctor Who Reverse Engineering. This is a sort of private health farm charging clients the earth for an exclusive treatment. Yes, we know what that is. They're making them younger. And using the proceeds to pay for some sort of secret research project on the lower level. Only certain personnel are allowed down there. That must be what Patricia was talking about. Yes. Sounds worth a visit. Uh, this story uh, came about because Jack Rayner, the producer, and Robert Valentine, script editor, they needed a story which fulfilled a fairly complicated brief. And as, a, as an old hand at these things, um, having a fairly complicated brief is sort of my bread and butter, you know, I'm, I'm the guy to call. So the brief was following on from Pumar's story, uh, The Mindless Ones, which introduced the character of Professor Patricia McBride. So my brief was to take her from a point where she she's sort of 
known them for several months, but she's become a little bit suspicious of them, disappearing without warning every now and then. And she's starting to put two and two together. And um, so by the end of my story, she knows all about the TARDIS and she's ready to take her first trip in, in it to the future. I'm Jack Rayner and I'm the producer of Reverse Engineering. I caught up with Colin Baker, Imogen Stubbs, Bonnie Lackford and Ruth Madeley behind the scenes. I th- I just really like how we've come to this proper little team. I, I really love the relationship between Mel and Hebe and I just love how Hebe doesn't she's just so blunt with the doctor which I love and yeah I think she's quite excited about having somebody else along for the journey but um yeah as long as it doesn't interrupt her friendship with Mel I think. I think we're all quite um interested in seeing how Patricia reacts to the TARDIS the fact that she now knows about it she's been very snobby about it and you know oh can how can it be this blue box I mean honestly it's quite embarrassing and then I think we're all quite intrigued to see her excitement when she finds out what the TARDIS actually is and does and uh, you know it's I think we're looking looking forward to her being quite sort of impressed. And given her speciality too the idea of time travel I mean, what other sphere of study would be more interested than Patricia's? And the Doctor, you see, quite likes arrogance when it's arrogance that fits in with his way of life. (laughs) And the arrogance of Patricia, I I think, rather fascinates him um, because at the moment she is not saying anything to unsettle him. They're sort of sparring partners, aren't they? And they're sort of... um... Not quite like Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, but you know they have they have a sort of almost flirty, intellectual. More um, like the Simpsons, Homer and Marge. More like the Simpsons. <laughs> Watching Imogen just immediately embodying this character was something else. It was just brilliant, and she continued in that vein throughout everything and. I don't think there were many times that we didn't end a recording by sort of going between ourselves. Goodness, she was just absolutely brilliant and everyone was just brilliant. And, you know, at times it, it felt a bit that we were getting so, you know, self-congratulatory. We, we, you know, would have made people horribly sick, but I'm afraid that's just, um, yeah, how it felt at the time. We've been so lucky with all our cast and, wow, Imogen was just amazing and really nice. I love that too. When you meet somebody that you've seen on screen for years and years and years and find out they're lovely, that's really nice. I think she's really bowled over by anyone saying something to her like, do you want a lift, Pat? Somebody calling her <laughs> yeah. Pat. Nobody, I don't expect anyone's <laughs> ever called her that. She's suddenly on, she's got chums. <laughs> She doesn't, she just, yeah, and I love that, that Hebe has got absolutely no airs and graces about that stuff. She's like, are you coming or not? But at the beginning she'd say, um, it's a Professor Patricia McBride to you. Absolutely, and now it's like, now it's like friendship. Quite disarming, I think she likes the fact that she's being quite sort of, she's quite grounded. She, She can put on the arrogance, but ultimately there's enough people to turn around and go, Oh, just be quiet, be a normal person, please. And, and actually, I think it's almost a relief that she doesn't have to be so pompous all the time. It comes out, but, you know, she can at least be a little bit more... She can let her hair down a bit and have a bit of fun. Yeah, have an adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Stephen Riddle, 
and I played Killian Home. Your theory is based on a false premise. Natural selection means that the perfected human form lies in the future, not in recreating the past. But this is not a mere theory, Patricia. I have proof. Behold, the culmination of my life's work, the original perfect Homo sapiens. It's a, a wonderful part. I was, I was really thrilled to be asked and to uh, get the script. He's um, a, a through and through villain. It's a, a treat to play, and it's um, you couldn't ask for anything more, really. I've always found with Doctor Who personally that the villains who aren't evil are the scariest you know amoral ambitious even just hungry for knowledge they're the ones that are really scary because they have got a goal and they don't see other people as human in pursuit of that goal Hi, my name's Homer Toddywaller, and I play Tarek Gamal. What's the EMA Institute? Do you know what, Tarek? I think this might be one of those occasions where an explanation would only serve to confuse matters further. I think my first approach to Tarek was actually quite enjoyable, because I got to do a fun accent for it, but also got to play a bit of a villain who becomes good and turns into someone good so that's actually quite refreshing <laughs> for me to have because I uh, I thoroughly enjoy villains even though I don't get to play them so it's nice to have that change I guess. I think it's a thoroughly enjoyable ride this script there's a lot going on there's a lot of interesting things a lot of action and a lot of character changes and shifts so it's a uh, it's an enjoyable episode. My name's Andy Hardwick. I do sound design and music for Doctor Who Reverse Engineering. Yeah, the first two stories have got quite similar kind of settings, if you like. It's based around some kind of place that is supposed to improve people's lives or whatever. So, um, yeah, trying to make those things subtly different, which is quite difficult because they're more or less the same sort of place, but um, hopefully there's enough variation in there. And obviously the characters are different in, in both the, those the first two plays. Sadly, there weren't that many aliens in this one because they're the most fun bit to do. But there's a, a great uh, the Solok, I think, in reverse engineering. He was great because he he talks backwards, if you like. So I kind of did a backwards that I did with a reverb, then put a reverse reverb on it and then moved them back the right way around again. And just, just a whole jumble of really weird stuff. But I really love the way it came out. It was really, really excellently voiced anyway. Um, so it was really easy to work with. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Sixth Doctor and Mel. It's a lovely relationship and I just wish we'd been able to see more of it on screen. She was just, not in the sense of putting him on a diet or making him exercise, but she was there for him. She, you know, didn't take any nonsense from him, but it was all done with such, such a smile, such fun and such love and comradeship. And he reacts to that really well. That sort of, you know, just a little bit, little bit of nudging, you know, oh, should you be doing that? Should be, mm -hmm, do we think? It's just 
a relationship where they're equals and it's quite a similar relationship in fact I think to the sixth doctor and Evelyn and people seem to really like the sixth doctor and Evelyn together for similar reasons and possibly because they didn't get enough time on screen um, it didn't register so much that he had that same kind of relationship with Mel but I I do think that's the case I think they complement each other brilliantly they really really care about each other but have huge respect for each other each other's qualities positive and negative I suppose they really do like and respect each other you know like the the best sort of couples really and it's a really really nice dynamic and with the big finish sixth doctor who has mellowed a little bit we get even more of a chance to see that and um, having he be along for the ride I think only emphasizes all of that having you know a completely new dynamic in there does reinforce the bond that the doctor and Mel have between them 